0: Let's make our music! Let's get free of the funk that we're in Make some noise out of tweet
1: suggestions Assembling songs and crafting Music. Music that's divine!
2: let's make a music the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the songwriting process i'm laura catherine gilbert
3: i'm brian david gilbert
0: and i'm karen hahn
3: welcome to the rowdy 2021s as they say
0: so did uh as we were discussing pre-tape you no longer consult with us about the words that you mm-hmm. put out for people to <laughs> I don't. give suggestions to what was the thinking behind rowdy
3: rowdy so rowdy is a a term. The thing is, rowdy now has only one instance in my brain that I can think of when I when I think of the word rowdy, and it's from this one guy that I had to room with in college who I didn't like, and we'll call him. Crenshaw, because that's the name I would always say. He was a person I had a, a room with during, like, study abroad. And so I was, like, forced into this weird, bad living situation. And he was very obviously just studying abroad so he could drink legally. Um, mm. Like, that was his whole vibe. <laughs> I see. And the thing was, for basically every night... Basically, every night, whenever I would be in the kitchen, I would be cooking up something, and it was always gross and bad because I had very little money. And he would always come into the kitchen, which was our main, like, common area space, and he would slap up on every single person. He'd he'd put his hands on us, he'd he'd, he'd do some slaps, he'd slap on you, and he'd go, Are we gonna get rowdy tonight, Brian? What? Are we gonna get rowdy? Hmm. Are we gonna get rowdy tonight? And I would always be That's horrible. That's (laughs) Crenshaw. I am not going to get rowdy tonight. Can you not yeah, see not that with I am you. I'm no, cutting up a, not. a cold hot dog into some tikka masala sauce so I can <laughs> could have food for the day? I'm not going to get rowdy with you, Crenshaw.
2: What a specific unpleasantness that person yeah. was. Because they were not just being rowdy in your presence. They were... While they were slapping you. They were slapping.
3: This is
0: almost like a counterintuitive logic to use this as a prompt. Because you already have one association with it. And I it's do. this very bad It's well, past memory. The, but yeah. the, the thing
3: is, maybe if I was in a, a different mental space. You know, there were other... Because I've roomed with, with five other people in this very small apartment. And as a result, one or two of them would be willing to get rowdy tonight. Yeah. And it was never me. I never got rowdy with him. But, like, one or two of the other people would be like, let's get rowdy tonight, Crenshaw. And and so in, in that case, maybe they appreciated Crenshaw's slapping and rowdying. But, but in my case, I did not enjoy it.
0: I'm just not realizing why Crenshaw sounds familiar to me, and it's because of Dan Crenshaw, the American politician famously, who went on Saturday Night Live after Pete Davidson ridiculed really his eye patch and then had to apologize.
3: Oh, yes. <gasps> I remember that, too. The thing was, so Crenshaw is literally just a name because I couldn't remember his real name. <laughs> and so it was the first oh. one I could think of. I knew it started with a C. It was either that or it was Crawshank. Um, and <laughs> that is not a word. I don't think anyone is named Crawshank. So we'll just call it Crenshaw from here on out. <laughs>
2: Well, it sounds like we need to sort of rebrand Rowdy for you because Mm -hmm. it sounds like Rowdy has this really strange and singular association for you.
3: Mm -hmm. I I, I called for good song suggestions to hopefully wipe my memory. Hopefully I will, at the end of this, have one thing I think of when I think of the word Rowdy and it will (laughs) no longer be Crenshaw.
0: I will say I feel like we got a, a good breadth of suggestions on this tweet, although I was doing... Um, Brian and I just watched the episode of Summer Camp Island, a great Cartoon Network mm-hmm. slash HBO Max show about a bunch of kids at Summer Camp Island. And one of the episodes, is like, a, one of the characters reads a book about secret societies and then immediately is like, oh, like, there's a secret society here. And one of the characters is like, you're just seeing that, like, because that's what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I kind of did that with my prompts because rowdy for me is a very, like, Western word. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so. Howdy I have rowdy. four tweets that are grouped. I always do this. I have four tweets that are grouped together and then two other ones that I just kind of like that are not thematically appropriate okay. for that. Yeah. Love but it. the first one is from Pirate Dino 6, which is the battle out of Rowdy Rhonda, mm. which I feel like is succinct, mm-hmm. yeah. gets across can go anywhere. a little mental image, totally. I think, for conjures up a mental image for anyone who's reading it. That mm-hmm. does get across a kind of good rowdiness. Yeah, yeah. And to follow up, from Jay Fisher at El Pez 3, you say it's not your fault, but these saloon card tables don't smash themselves. <laughs> from Frankie Matos at Frankie Matos 109, everybody gets a free mechanical bull. Yeah. And I from like Justin Jay too. at Opera Ghost 21, I just wanted to get a drink, but all the cowboys are fighting. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's my rowdy package. For they the got pod. a little
3: rowdy tonight. Crenshaw walked into those cowboys and got them all <laughs> spicy for the evening. Got riled up. Yeah. What about I have
0: it? to say, if we want to use a name in a song, it cannot be Crenshaw. No, we'll use a different name. It can like, be, it it be Crosshank if we need. No, I also do that.
3: Okay, well, we'll think about it. You okay. know, anything can happen in the next 25 oh, minutes. So. I just
0: said Rowdy Ronda.
3: Okay, well, there's one Rowdy name. Rowdy Ronda is really good. But if there's any NPCs no. that we need to name. <laughs>
2: Um, I like that you grouped together the sort of Western saloon vibe ones. The only other, the small group that I made that was not a lot of the ones you said I flagged, um, that was not in the Western theme was the weird theme of substitute teacher that popped in mm-hmm. the I few did times, right? And like being <laughs> in middle school and being sort of like a bad rowdy class. Um, yeah. And so there are only a few of these, but um, from at Ian Goggin, a day in the life of a substitute teacher, there's also from at Dr. Er, Drasnian Linen, Dr. Drasnian Linen, Linen, middle school trombone section. They are the rowdiest. I Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there was another one that I'll have to find, but it is uh, about the substitute teacher doesn't know we all have assigned seats. And those three to me. <laughs> um, yeah, those three to mm-hmm. me really sort of evoked the, you know, when the substitute teacher walks in there are, I think there are two types of students. And one is the type of student who's like, let's cause a ruckus. And the other type of student is the one that I was, which is, oh my God, I'm so worried that people are gonna take advantage of this substitute teacher. And that <laughs> tension really, it causes, yeah. it causes chaos.
3: Middle school substitute teacher days, I think, are the closest I ever came to a Wild West saloon vibe in my personal (laughs) life. Because there is, you know, you got the good guys, you got the bad guys, you got the the people who are just trying to get by. Mm -hmm. But like, the, the whole point of the middle school substitute teacher is that it's, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some psych studies you could do about the human psychology, about like, what causes eighth grade Billy to insist that his name is pronounced B'ly to yeah. the substitute teacher who is a, an adult woman who knows that there are very few people called B'ly. Uh, yeah. And like, why, what is it about substitute teachers that brings out the worst in us?
0: Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about though, where it's like, uh, with, with regards to substitute teachers, I feel like those are always the easiest days in class where like in movies and TV shows, they always like try to teach, some of the material that you're supposed to be going over but in reality it's a lot of like we're gonna show a 30 minute educational video and you're just gonna watch that and that's gonna be the entire class
3: y'all had a substitute teacher that like followed you through your years in a public school because i had a i had a i had a specific guy mr s who i think i might have spoken about on this podcast before but he showed up between the ages of 10 and 18 and every time you got him in class you knew that if you asked him about his time when he met a witch doctor what he would talk about that instead of teaching you class like oh or, or if you're like can you hey Mr. S can you talk about your alligator boots?" And he'd be like, yeah I can and then he wouldn't talk about anything else for wow. the rest of class
2: What? Wait, I went to these same schools, but I had I never came across Mr. S. This was a gift <laughs> that I, was denied me. This is fascinating. Yeah. He had some some pretty
3: Im- impressive rowdy stories. I feel like that vibe of like once you've hit a certain age and you're not necessarily doing substitute teachers just to get by, you're doing it just cuz you're like 70 years old and bored. Like I love that vibe. I love Mr. S's vibe. He was so cool. Oh, he was he was he was like older. he was old. Yeah, okay. he like was retirement age and was just doing this for a kick. And just, like okay. I loved that.
0: <laughs> um are there any other tweets that stood out to you guys? Well, I, Brian hasn't read any tweets yet. I haven't. Let's hear some. I can from you, I Brian. can read
3: some tweets. I really appreciate this one from at Trans Donkey Kong watching raccoons fight in a Denny's parking lot. <laughs> because to me, I don't think Denny's is a place where you go there at an appropriate time. I don't think there's ever been a time that I've, and like, it's not even just like, Oh, I'm there at two in the morning. It's like, I'll be there at 3 PM, which is also not an appropriate time (laughs) to be at a Denny's. Yeah. So, so already the, the kind of potential for chaos is gone way up when you've decided to, to attend a Denny's. Yeah. And the fact that you can just sit there and watch raccoons fight in the parking lot. That's about as rowdy as it gets.
2: Wait, I'd actually like to take a moment to just tell you two, uh, two of my friends, also Jonah, who's on this call but muted, but this is important knowledge for the people to know as well. When you said raccoons fighting, I stumbled upon the best YouTube account I've ever, and you guys will love this. It's a man, okay? And now this is my whole YouTube recommended. It's just this man's videos. He is lives in Nova Scotia. He's older, probably, I would say, between 67 and 78, somewhere in that range. He feeds raccoons on his porch. Okay. He's been doing no, it. No, I know what
0: you're talking about. Do you know what I'm yeah. He's been doing yeah, yeah, it for yeah, like yeah.
2: 15 years. I watched the first video. I was, I saw it was 25 minutes. I was like, I'll just watch the first five minutes and get the point. No, I watched all 25 minutes and then I watched nine more. But then I did some research on him because I was like, what's his deal? Cause here's the thing. He brings out tubs, He starts Mm -hmm. off with tubs of hot dogs, okay? They're probably 30, 35 raccoons. They're all rotund. They're well hot dogs. Like cold, not just loose, wet hot dogs that he's feeding to these guys. They take them in their hands. They go off and find their own space on his porch to eat Mm -hmm. them. Then he comes out with cookies. Then he comes out with grapes. I mean, he's it's insane. And then he sits down and as he's feeding them, he just kind of talks about whatever he wants to talk about. It's great. Then I was like, who is this man? How did he get his start? And I found out that, And this is what sealed the deal for me. His late wife, uh, one of the things she did before she passed away is she rescued a raccoon that had been hit by a car. She like brought it into their home and rehabilitated it. Okay. Then when she passed away, before she passed away, she said to him like, please keep checking up on the raccoon and keep taking care of the raccoons. And he's been doing it for like 15 years and it's beautiful. And he's just kind of out there. Sometimes he opens his mail on his porch and shows us the things he's gotten in his mail. (laughs) It's wild, but the raccoons, okay, the point of this though is that the raccoons, they're everywhere, they're all over him. They are not afraid of him. They know he is the bringer of hot dogs. They're not fighting. Uh, Sometimes they scrap a little with each other if one has the hot dog the other one wants. but it's a wild. It's a great YouTube account, and then he just kind of chats about things uh, while they eat. And it's like, what's that type of YouTube video where you watch people eat mukbang? Yeah. Yes, right. It's like that, but um, but you're watching raccoons eat, and you're not but really watching them. I mean, I think eat.
0: the most alarming thing about the channel is that all the raccoons because they have been fe- been fed so lovingly by this man is that they're all like huge. They're
3: huge. They're big. They're big dogs. All
0: gigantic. That's they're so enormous. good.
3: That see now that you've given us the backstory of it, like I was originally going to be like, "What a rowdy thing for this man to do yeah, to insist on bringing 25. Mm. But no, that's like a very no. That's the a vibe very,
0: is pretty rowdy, though. The, oh, for it, sure,
3: but it, it's more like he is the protector. He is there. He is, he the, is the one who who cordons them off and and like he's the the rowdy shepherd, one might say. He's, so he's <laughs> the one who who allows the rowdiness to happen in a safe zone for yeah. these raccoons. Yeah, he's got all the hot dogs. He's got all of the things that they could possibly need. He does. And they get nice and chunky because of it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway, the the raccoons fighting the Denny's parking lot are not the same as the Nova Scotia raccoons, but um, it's what it made me think of. And I just wanted to tell you guys about this.
3: It's important to know. Uh, here's another one from at Riley1. Uh, it's just <laughs> trash can full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, is a so nice. Scary. It's a sonically interesting thing. Oh, definitely, it yeah. gives a sound in my brain. Uh,
2: yeah.
3: But it's another thing that you know, bees, wasps are a, di- a different story. A trash can full of wasps is scary. Angry. A trash can scary. full of bees is still scary, but it's a little more rowdy. It's a little more fun. You know, <laughs> maybe that's what rowdy is to me. Maybe that's what Crenshaw has has really locked into my brain. Is that rowdy is is a little scary, but mostly fun. But hmm. for me, when I when he would slap me, it was mostly scary.
0: Yeah, Yeah, being slapped by anybody, especially a van that you don't know very well, is not a pleasant experience.
2: No. No. I want to get back to Karen's saloon rowdiness idea because I think that that has a good balance of – the fun elements of Rowdy, especially in a, although, you know, I'm sure being in a saloon in the real Wild West was full of danger, but the way that it's characterized in like the fun sort of, the fun energy of that is, is kind of, I like that. I'm intrigued by that idea and the, yeah, and that particular form of Rowdy.
3: I love that. And the Ballad of Rowdy Rhonda is a, is such an open book for us, such a, <laughs> such a blank check for us to write on, right? Like we can really do anything with that.
0: I mean, I, I do think the trash can full of bees vibe works with my primary association with the Ballad of Anything at this point is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the Coen mm-hmm. Brothers movie. Yeah, And yeah, the yeah. bit in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs segment where the Surly Joe segment where he – where Tim Blake Nelson – kicks a plank of a table so hard that clancy brown shoots himself several times in the face and that's how he dies and it's like (laughs) horrifying but then they immediately sing a song about him dying and it's like this rules yes yes it's
3: a it's a very the the wild west is definitely obviously not irl but in (laughs) in movies is definitely one of those things where it's like Consequences don't matter as long as you have fun with it,
0: right? Oh no, consequences do matter. That's like the whole thing about westerns with white hats and black hats. So what, That's the whole world thing. Oh, where it's like you either are like the good gunslinger or you're the bad gunslinger.
3: Well, as I've mentioned, I've never watched a movie, so this is all news <laughs> to me. I, I'm glad to I'm glad to be
0: <laughs> illuminated. But that's why, like, I don't know. That's why, like, the spaghetti westerns and stuff are like, and like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven, like, kind of subverting the whole
3: huh. thing. Huh. Who would I, again, that's all news to me. I've, I'm glad to have uh, an actual movie critic who knows things about movies on <laughs> on the podcast yeah. now.
0: Okay, I'm going to read my two unrelated tweets. Oh, yes. One yeah, is yeah. from my personal friend, Erin O'Brien, at ERob, which is, let's fight in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and the other one is from James Valcourt at Arval Valcourt, which is, I brought celery and apple slices into this movie theater, even though it was against the rules. Which is a very specific kind of rowdiness that yeah. I do miss participating in, mm-hmm. uh, as we record this in pandemic. Because like bringing food that you didn't purchase at the movie theater into the movie theater is like a classic bit of very harmless rowdiness. Yeah, yeah,
3: I do like that, especially since it's apple slices,
0: yeah, and celery, celery and stuff. Yeah, so, so a it's fruit very and a vegetable. I love that.
3: <laughs> brought your whole dang vegetable platter into yeah. watch Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. with yeah. you, which I like.
0: <laughs> I will say though, those are very, those are noisy foods. So potentially a bad choice.
3: That is, you'd have to be watching a, a, a real blockbuster.
0: Yeah. There's some of the, um,
2: yeah, they're some of the crunchiest of the produce, uh, I guess carrots. Yeah.
0: Or- yeah. There've definitely been movies that I've gone to where I've sat near people who have been eating very loud foods and have been like, you have to stop. <laughs> yeah, eating. You have to stop. Like you have just to stop. eat it all right now or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stop eating. Yeah.
3: I remember distinctly watching like some high school play my brother was in in the front row and having like my mom be like here enjoy these chips and I'd be like oh <laughs> thanks mom and so I'd come in after freaking concessions during <laughs> oh, the halftime nanny get your
2: gun
0: yeah <laughs> and the during the halftime oh, the of halftime the procedure of Manny. Get your gun,
3: yeah. And I was sitting there and I'd try my best. I, what I would do is I'd try to like keep the, the bag as open mouth as possible. Right, yes. And then can. I'd put it in my mouth and I'd just have to suck on yep. the chip to oh, make yeah. it soft and then yeah. crush it in just in the palate and mm-hmm. the tongue because that's how you had to... And so I would spend the... I was not paying attention to Annie Get Your Gun at this <laughs> yeah. point in time. I don't know what fucking happened after halftime. And it, I would just have to...
0: It's called intermission. Okay,
3: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've... I've, I've, I've Another thing for me to learn today. Uh, <laughs> but the, the you know, you just like slowly crunch it. And that's all I, my mental capacity had yeah. for that moment was just yeah. focusing so hard on eating those chips as quietly as possible. Yeah.
0: I do sometimes like to eat chips like that, but that is not anyone's number one choice.
3: It's not their first. Right. That's only if you're really switching it yeah. up.
0: <laughs> Some movie critics have the worst manners of any people I've ever met. For instance, I went to a screening once and somebody sat, who sat next to me pulled out a plastic bag that was had one of those square white containers in it and then opened that container and there was like a full like falafel meal in there what? and then proceeded to just go to town on it. Wow. Like I've seen meals you wouldn't believe in screening rooms. That's crazy. That's especially crazy because when it is your job to, to
2: go to yeah. movies and you are regularly going to movies... You would think that you would know which foods are are and are not, and and and, yeah. and like, Tupperware feels like a big no.
0: It's like a level of not caring anymore Maybe, that is yeah. really alarming to me, especially like when the foods are really smelly and therefore yeah, yeah. like will attract the attention of everyone else around right. you, yeah. or like clearly like. Not something that you're supposed to consume like in the dark in your seat without a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing in the dark. Because I've been on I've been on many
2: megabuses and we know mm-hmm. that the that the laws of of man and nature don't apply to the mega bus. You get on there and it's oh, yeah, like rules absolutely. of the sea. No, everybody everybody is doing their own thing, and you can't. There's no right and wrong. But I did sit next to a man who was eating shrimp cocktail, and oh he God. did offer me shrimp. No. And he was, and he was, I, he opened it up and he was looked at me and he, and with his eyes being both apologetic, like, I know this is not what I'm supposed to do, but I, here I am going to do it. And whatever. I was like, whatever. It's, it's, I'm going to Philadelphia. It's two hours. And he had a few. And then he was like. Do you want one? Because it was like a grocery store platter. It was like a lot of shrimp, a full oh, yeah, go into the Super Bowl platter of shrimp cocktail. Maybe not that big, but definitely it was not like six shrimp. It was closer to thirty shrimp oh my God. that he had. So he did oh I would have felt
3: worse yeah. if it was just six shrimp. Like yeah. if if he had like a little snack bag full of shrimp cocktail. Yeah. At least he committed.
2: Yeah, but then I said I said oh like oh no thanks it's okay. And then I watched over his shoulder as he watched um episodes of the TV show Heroes <laughs> uh, on silent. Like- I was not trying to watch, but he had a big iPad. I mean, he really had the mm-hmm. right setup. He was like, he was ready to ride the bus for days. He was like, heroes. <laughs> heroes. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. It's so good.
3: I mean, like, I distinctly remember Jonah and I took a mega bus down back to Baltimore one year and like two rows ahead of me, I saw a man take similar to the raccoons he took just cold hot dogs and a whole jar of mayonnaise and he (laughs) dipped the hot dogs into the mayonnaise and ate them like little dippables (laughs) on the megabus and i was like like you better eat those fast because dunkaroos that's horrible those those things aren't gonna last the entire ride but he he took care of it so it was not a big issue Yes oh yeah. god wow i love it i uh, honestly now that we're discussing food crimes in <laughs> um in scary spaces where they don't belong i don't know if we can necessarily write a full song about that but but I. it's
0: an element it'll it's be a, an element it's an element, yeah.
3: element surely right yeah. like yeah. if we're going into a saloon it's definitely going to be one with some meals weird... will be served right mm-hmm.
0: red dead redemption 2 if you go into the saloon you can order real meals you can so. order real meals and you, you have really?
3: to and in order mm-hmm. to eat them you have to press the button every time you dip the spoon into the soup and so it's it's a real every animation is discreet you have to be like everything in red dead redemption 2 takes oh takes effort and wow. uh, that's why i never beat that game <laughs> hey it's okay i don't work for a games website anymore i can do all my hot takes about video games now
2: <laughs> oh it's too hard to eat soup in a video game
3: yeah wow just let me eat my soup please I go into video games for escapism, and you make me eat my soup so slowly. Let me slam that thing,
2: all right. so what's our what are we feeling about like how this song's gonna sound? Is it sort of an old Western-y song in genre, or are we just having it be
0: in how how are you guys feeling about? I'd
3: love what a good cowboy song. Like. We haven't yeah. had a good cowboy song.
0: yeah, I also would advocate for a cowboy song. a cowboy singing about his or her their travails as a middle school substitute teacher.
3: That oh, is very I love good. that
2: because that would make them a hardened traveler, right? Like, I feel like being a substitute teacher gives you um, resilience in a way that maybe no other job does. Like, I yeah, thought absolutely. being a substitute teacher would break me. I think it would happen <laughs> in under an hour. Um, yeah, for sure. But if you are a substitute teacher and you've been a substitute teacher and I mean, you're yeah, I, you're the best there is.
3: Can I bring in one final tweet that might tie this whole thing together? It's from at mm-hmm. Tay sparks one. It's been 10 minutes, and the teacher hasn't arrived yet. Mm. Which is the most rowdy of moments, because you're like, everyone knows legally after 15 minutes you're allowed to go home yeah. if the teacher doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you yeah. at this point, you're right on the cusp of it. And so I'm imagining if this cow person comes in to be the sub after those 10 minutes and is telling you the tale of it, Mr. Mm. S style, is not going to teach you what you're supposed to be learning in your (laughs) biology class, but is going to talk about a little travel that they went on in order to really explore the space and let the kids settle down. I know I wasn't here for the first 10 minutes, but I'm about to bring you on a journey.
0: Mm -hmm. I do like that. Or I have one other idea, which is the kid is telling the story of the sub being like, this is the sub is Ooh. supposed to be here
1: Ooh. oh that's
2: also very good and like the lore of this sub like the mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. okay and that also has a very tall tale element to it like it, the the things yeah. okay i love i love it i love them both
3: well we'll see what happens in the studio
1: rowdy reader rowdy readers late again. Her time is almost gone. Minutes fly by, clouds roll on. I see the end of a day kept from the sun. Rowdy Rita, Rowdy Rita's on the trail. She's famed as the Rambling Queen. In the classroom, someone asks to know veil. Can we leave if it hits 2.15? Rita's rambling on, eating her shrimp cocktails out in the sun. Tried to reach her, but if teacher doesn't show, it is safe to say our day is done. Storms and books in hand. She's got a lesson in mind. We see our shots, they teach a thought we don't understand. How'd you end up so behind? rowdy reader, rowdy reader can't resist spinning a wondrous thread. Bus cuisine, the sight she's seen, we get the jest, But she's rambling full steam ahead Rita's rambling on The hands of the clock show the day is near gone Then the bell rings, packing our things We give thanks for old Rita, the best substitute Best substitute
3: Move over Crenshaw
0: No no There's a new
3: rowdy There's a (laughs) new rowdy thing in my brain I will no longer think of old Clawshank over there I've got only one association with rowdy In my brain and it's that song we just
0: made There it is
3: That I was getting around to it. You you <gasps> both were so ready to, to just to just hop right on. I think on
0: it's it. also just that those are phonetically names and sounds that you gravitate towards a lot. Crenshaw and Cruikshank, like Cruikshank. like those come up a lot when we're talking about like new things yeah. to come up with.
3: Well, th- look,
0: Brian's favorite sounds.
3: I love. Yeah. There's I, I enjoy three sounds and they are the nasal n, mm, the, <laughs> and I love the ook. So those are my three favorite sounds, and you're going to hear them a lot. Um, And that's just how I name everything.
0: (laughs) Well, if you want to help us write more songs in the future, you can follow us on Twitter at Let's Make a Music, where we we, will post new episodes and ask for song title suggestions. And under those tweets, you can at mention us and say, here is my song's title suggestion for the prompt you posted. And we we do look at all of them mm-hmm. uh, as we get ready for our yes. podcast tapings. And please so,
3: make sure to put that in the tweet as well, saying, hello, I I would like you to please use this suggestion. And then in quotation marks. No, don't say please the use this suggestion
0: and say, hello, here is my suggestion, okay. because not all <laughs> suggestions are going to make You're it in right. the show, even if you say please.
3: But as formal as possible, if you wouldn't mind, that just yes. helps to clear it up for us. Yeah. (laughs) So consider that in the next time. It's been
0: so
2: confusing as we're going through the tweets now because they've just been so informal.
3: (laughs) Very rude and impolite. I've just I need a little (laughs) bit more formality in your tweets to us,
2: please. And if you like what you've been hearing, the songs you've been hearing, um, you could you can buy these songs. It's a great thing for at our Bandcamp camp. Let's make a music dot We've got one new EP out, and this is song nine. So the next EP is coming. The next the next mm-hmm. song we release is going to mm-hmm. be number Two ten. That now. means the second EP will be out. You can buy the songs individually. You can buy all of them, and they can be yours. They can be yours forever. It would make us forever. so happy mm-hmm. um, because that does support us directly.
3: And if you'd like to support us in other ways, you can check out our own personal projects. We've got Karen, you can find on Twitter at Karen Y. Hahn. Lara you can find on Instagram at Lara K. Gilbert, uh, or also on YouTube. Lara's now does some YouTube stuff. I am also on YouTube. If you search up for Brian David Gilbert, I also have a Patreon now, which has been very wonderful. It's patreon.com slash Brian David Gilbert. And you should also check out Jonah's personal music over at The Altogether, which is the band that Jonah runs. Runs and creates all the most beautiful music for, and that's the main reason we are able to make this, <laughs> yeah, this podcast. Yeah.
2: He's the, he's the heart and soul, which is another music pun because, as we all know, there's that piano
3: song, Does is that song uh, copyrighted? Are we going to get a DMCA
0: takedown because I sang much. it so perfectly? Cause
3: okay. He sang it with such. Well, well if we if we go out, we went out with a bang. That's what I'll <laughs> say. Mm-hmm.
0: This is why you should buy our songs on Bank because we can use this money to work for the lawsuit. That yes. <laughs> Please <laughs> support us for them. our legal issues yeah. <laughs> that we continue
3: to go into. <laughs>